Today we're talking about Instagram tips that your church can implement so you can be more effective on Instagram. Are you ready? Because it's time. You're listening to the Church Digital Sidekick Podcast, part of the TCD Podcast Network. Hey, heroes, my name is Tom Pounder, and this is the Church Digital Sidekick Podcast. This is the podcast where I bring on ministry leaders, and we talk about how you can do ministry more effectively in this very digital and online world. And today I have a first-time guest on. Her name is Jennifer Benton, and she and I connected over Instagram. I met her uh, via Instagram. I saw that she was doing some great stuff on Instagram. So today I pick her brain on what your church can do to be more effective on Instagram. Listen, Instagram's in the news a lot for this or that, you know, and the people don't feel like they can be very effective on Instagram. Well, Jen talks about how you can do it. We talk about stories. We talk about reels. We talk about carousel. We talk about different things that your church can do today so that you can be more effective and reach more people for Christ. So I'm really excited to have her on. So without any further ado, let's get into the interview right now with Jen Benton. All right, with me right now is Jennifer Benton. Jennifer, how are you? I'm good, Tom. Thank you for having me. Well, I'm really excited uh, that you're on the podcast today. I've I've kind of been kind of stalking you out on Instagram for quite some time and learning a lot from you. And so today we're going to talk about Instagram and how your church can utilize Instagram. But before we get into that, I do want to just give you an opportunity to introduce yourself. I know who you are, and we got to have a nice little chat before we hit record. Uh, but share with other people who you are and what you do. Alrighty, so I am, uh, whew, I'm a lot of things. <laughs> I am a mom. I am a um, church leader. I am the director of communications at Mount Hermon Baptist Church uh, in West Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Uh, I'm also um, a podcast host, a speaker, um, fourth generation woman in ministry, uh, leading the charge for digital ministry. And um, yeah, social media manager, all that. <laughs> That's awesome. What What is your podcast about? My podcast is Black Light Digital, and uh, we are currently working on our second season. So it is about basically marketing, social media, tech, and we're really talking about things from perspective of um, multiracial, multicultural churches. You nice. know, there's a there's a gap that's there that doesn't really speak to how do we translate African-American experience or Latino experience online. So we try to make sure that we're talking about those issues and also giving information so that churches of color can participate on this uh, great journey of digital ministry. That's awesome. That's really exciting. Okay. I'm going to have the links for her show in my show notes. Uh, so you can just click on that if you're interested, but that would be fascinating. And again, you're going to be sharing that exponential later on uh, this spring. Uh, what are you going to be sharing that exponential about? So I am hosting a networking lunch where we are doing a creative communications masterclass. And so we're taking the guesswork out of the creativity part of communications. We're talking about Instagram, of course, I'm going to bring that to the table. Um, we're also going to talk about how you can use branding and, you know, really refine your messaging and speak to people where they are and help them learn about your mission as well as the gospel. That's awesome. So if you're going to, if you're listening to this, and you're going to be at Exponential. You'll definitely want to check out her networking lunch. You said it's on Tuesday, the 8th. Is that what? what? Uh, Wednesday, the 8th from 1230 till 2. 
Great. So we'll, we'll have a link to Exponential as well, and you can check her out for, because she's one of the speakers there. So that's great. Okay. So Jen, let's get into Instagram. As I was telling you before, I am not an Instagram guy. I'm a Twitter guy. I love Twitter. It's great. But Instagram, I'm on it, but I don't know much about it. In our church, we're on it. We do some reels and because we heard reels is really good, but I don't think we fully know what we're doing, my church, and I'm kind of helping out with that. So I have you on for selfishly to help me, but I also want you to help other people as well. So first, let's get into it. Like, why do you like Instagram so much? Well, my journey with Instagram, I'll just go into a little bit of how I got started. Um, my account is as old as dirt on Instagram. Um, I am probably one of the first batches of people that joined uh, when they started out in 2012. And, you know, at first it was just you post a picture and you hope somebody sees it. And then you start learning about followers and hashtags. Like, oh, I had the hashtags to get followers. And so it was very easy to grow. It was kind of like the TikTok of 2012. Yeah. And so um, fast forward to 2014, um, I moved to Atlanta and God just led me to join New Birth uh, under the uh, leadership of Bishop Eddie Long, who was the pastor at that time. And they were struggling with Instagram. So here I was in the pews, loving this big church. And I'm on Instagram taking pictures, posting up little uh, clips of the sermon and just tagging them like, oh my God, you know, here's what I'm doing at New Birth. And they were like, who is this person <laughs> in the pews that's putting all this content out about her journey at New Birth? And so um, I started serving in membership development. They asked me to run the social media for that department. Here we go again. Oh my God, who's behind membership development? Social media is great. So they rolled up on me like men in black on a Saturday after our chapel service. And uh, they're like, hey, we've been following you we need you to run Instagram for the church because we don't know what we're doing. And um, it was two ladies, they're twins. And uh, they're just like, <laughs> we know Facebook, we know Twitter, <laughs> uh, but Instagram, uh, we do not know. So that is how I started out doing uh, digital ministry on Instagram for one of the largest ministries in the world. And um, it was really fun just uh, taking what I was doing in the pews to now doing it for uh, the bishop in the ministry at large. That is awesome. And so again, as a minister myself, what I'm hearing you say is that we as church people, as church staffers, we need to be looking at our congregation and seeing who's on Instagram or on social media. If we're looking for someone to run it, there could be someone in your church who knows, who loves and is passionate about this, that you just need to ask and invite them to be a part of it. And I love how that was your start in the, in the, the ministry stuff. But you were just loving Instagram as it was, and then they just utilized that, and now you're who you are today. That is fascinating. Yes, indeed. And you're absolutely right. You know, I encourage pastors, especially um, those that I have smaller churches, to, you know, save money. You don't have to hire a social media manager to run your Instagram. Use one of the young people. That goes for TikTok, Snapchat, whatever you want to be on. Tap into your youth. Tap into your millennials you might have a social media manager in your congregation that doesn't mind serving and what they do for a living. So always check it out. And then to answer those tags, 
if your mm. church has a hashtag or if people are adding your church and you see those messages, so-and-so put a, a story up about you, answer that. You just never know who you might come across. Okay, wait. So let, let, let we'll get into this a little bit. What do you mean answer? Like they put you on the story. What do they mean? What do you mean to answer? You can like comment on it or what they say? Yes. So um, if they put you in their story, it'll come up as a message, <clears throat> excuse me, or a mention. Okay. And it'll say so-and-so mentioned you. You can click on their story and you can actually send them a DM and just let them know, hey, um, I'm so-and-so from uh, the church. I love what you're doing. Keep doing it. Um, you know, or give me a call and we'll see if we can work together to create content. That's, that's awesome. Again, it's because stories is really popular with Instagram, correct? Yes. Stories, reels, um, carousels, which are the swipeable slides uh, that you can post. Really reels and carousels are the top two, but stories keep your audience engaged. It's kind of like the Snapchat feature of Instagram. Yeah. Okay. So let's get into some of these things. Okay. So initially Instagram was a photo sharing app you know, where you shared photos and, and all that kind of stuff. And that's just a regular post, right? But then yes. to do something as a carousel, you it's tagging multiple pictures in, for one single post. Is that correct? Yes, multiple pictures or multiple slides. Now, I'm going to get into some strategy here. Oh. Um, what churches tend to do is just post a bunch of photos and then maybe like a cute little look at this from Sunday and that's it. That is not necessarily how you want to use carousels. Um, you want to use carousels not only to show photos like you can do a baptism lineup and then give some of the story of each person that's being baptized in your caption. That's idea number one. But also you can do sermon notes. Mm. Hey, sermon recap from Sunday. Slide one is the title. And then you have slide two, note number one, note number two, number three. You can put up to 10 slides in these carousels. And that gives people something to read, something to glean from. That's that's exciting. I've never I never thought about using sermon notes as a carousel. That's a really cool idea. And so, is there an like? Can I do that on Instagram, or do I need to do it on an app like Canva or some other app, and then upload that? How would I do that kind of thing? So you would do it. Um, you could actually use Canva, which is something that I use, or Photoshop. Okay. And all I do, Canva makes it easy. You can select their square post, which is the 1080 by 1080 post, and then just click uh, copy 10 times. So okay. that gives you 10 slides and you put your you know title on the first one and you arrange everything on the subsequent slides, download it, and you have all 10 slides, however many, uh, ready to just upload to Instagram in order. That's awesome. And that is a really cool thing because I, I've always just thought with, with Instagram, I just want to share pictures of people doing things and that's a great thing, which I think it is, but I didn't think about sermon notes. It's a perfect opportunity to do that and encourage people. Yeah, definitely. I mean, people go to Instagram. I have this formula called the IE squared formula, and that is for inspiration, entertainment, and education. So if you keep those things in mind, i.e. squared, you're never going to fail with your Instagram. You're always going to have content to post and create for them. Okay, say that again. What, what's the breakdown again, real quick? So i.e. squared is inspiration, education, and entertainment. 
Nice. Okay. Uh, so let's, I think sometimes, and I, I, I battle this every now and then too with our social media posts. It, sometimes I just want to like disciple people. I want to encourage people. I want to inspire them, but I don't think about the fun element of it in the the entertainment thing what 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 does that do by you sharing that what does that do for the people who are looking at your instagram so for entertainment um you always want to make sure that it's aligned with your mission because you don't want to go too far out and then it goes viral like has happened to some people um <laughs> they're, <laughs> they're dancing and they're doing some kind of crazy lip syncing on reels and it just blows up to 20,000 views and then people are following them for that. And it's like, well, I just took a chance on that. That's not what I normally do. Yeah. So you do wanna do um, entertainment that aligns with your overall mission and you can make it seem um, like it's, you know, something by accident where you're like, oh, well, I just uh, stumbled over a speaker at church <laughs> and, and I rolled across the floor. <laughs> yeah. And ta-da, I'm up. Like you can just make fun of yourself having an accident at church. Or um, one of the things that I have done is take like behind the scenes clips and just show like the culture of the church. Mm. You know, pastor joking around, um, you know, playing hopscotch with the kids or jump rope with the kids. That's also entertainment. Yeah. People love to see leaders involved with congregations and things like that. So it doesn't always have to be so serious. Um, you can also poke fun at your process. You know, if you're the type of pastor that studies at midnight on Saturday night, <laughs> you can have a video of you studying and pacing around and just have a caption of like, this is what I get for waiting till one o'clock in the morning to get a sermon or when God wakes you up at night and changes your sermon for Sunday morning. Yeah, that's a form of entertainment. So there's all kind of different things you can do that align with your mission. I, I, I like what you shared there, because I think you highlighted one is it allows people to see the backdrop of what's going on again. The, the, people could see you on stage and be like, oh, this he's this per perfect person or she's this perfect person, never messes up or never does anything goofy. But then you show behind the scenes and like, oh, they're just like me. I can relate to them a little bit more. And I, I think that's good. But I also like how you said, make sure it aligns with your culture. You know, again, you don't want to do something that is so like different from you. That's what I, what I like to say with people on, on social media is don't be someone different on social media that you aren't in person because then when they meet you in person, they'll be like, oh, that person's like a jerk or that person's, you know, this or that. Like you want to make sure that your online persona is the same thing as your in-person persona and same thing with social media. You don't want to do something that is just so far out of your culture that when someone comes to your church, they're like, oh, this is not what I was expecting. Right, exactly. And this is why I also encourage churches to um, utilize a photographer. You know, if you have someone in your <clears throat> congregation that they have a hobby for taking photos and they take good ones you know, ask them if they don't mind serving. Because when you have stock photos that are of your congregation, which side note, you do want to get a talent release, uh, you know, or let your congregation know with um, a disclaimer on the screens or on the walls, hey, we're taking photos during service. So once you walk into the sanctuary, you're subject to photos because it is a public space. Yeah. Um, but 
it's good to have stock photos of your congregation in action, in worship, show the greeters hugging people, show the pastor interacting with people, show the musicians playing, so that when people come to your social media and even your website, they're seeing a realistic view of your church. And then if they come to Instagram, they're looking through, oh, there's baptisms happening and there's baby dedications happening and picnics happening and family outings and all that stuff. And so they're getting that glimpse inside of your culture to where when they show up, they feel a sense of familiarity and they don't feel so scared to you know, visit and become a part. Yeah, that's great. Okay, so you hit on a few things. that I always liked how you're sharing stuff. And I'm like, okay, let's talk about this a little bit more. Um, you talk about the, 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 I think you called it the talent um, sheet or talent, no, release. talent release. So do mm-hmm. people have to physically sign that or you have to make it known that, hey, we're taking pictures. You could be, you could appear in one of these pictures. So it can swing both ways. Um, it depends on how you want to do it. Um, if you want to do something with your website, I would say have them sign a talent release physically. And okay. just, you know, go to the member and say, hey, we have these photos. This is a great shot of you in worship. Do you mind if we use it on our website? Have them sign that so that way there's no legal issues. Um, but social media, what we've done at Mount Hermon is we have um, notices on the wall. So when you walk into the sanctuary, you're seeing right there on the door with a big camera and a smiley face, smile, you're on camera. <laughs> and we let everybody know you're going to be videoed. And you might just be photographed and you might end up on our social media. And that gives us that leeway to do that. So then that way people can't say, well, I didn't know. Yeah. And, you know, the, only people say take it down, but not many. That's really cool. I, because I, I know it's a debate with churches. Like, what do we do? Do we sign, have them sign a waiver? Is there anything around them? So thanks for clarifying that. But that, that actually, I like your idea about this sign as they enter the sanctuary because it's right there front everyone sees it and they know hey i i could possibly be on so i that's a great idea i'm gonna probably take that and share that with my church um <laughs> because that's something we debate all the time okay and the second thing that you said um was about the camera if you know people who are cameras i i always tell people that they can just do it in simple like with their their phone or whatnot are you um, is there benefit to have people having their own cameras, like a really a nice camera and using that for the, the church? There is. Um, with the iPhone, it's going to shutter only so much. So you're going to get a lot of blurs with it. Whereas if you have a high powered camera, it has a faster shutter and faster. I'm talking photography stuff here. Um, but your F stop is, you know, working a certain way can set the settings to photography or sports mode because okay. really you know well it depends on what type of church you go to i'm pentecostal <laughs> born and raised church of god in christ and i'm in baptist church now so we still have um pentecostal flair even in the baptist church so you know people run they jump and so we have to go sports mode because <laughs> sunday is uh definitely an aerobics uh course happening in the sanctuary but it allows that faster shutter allows you to get those crisp photos where you're capturing people in action and there's no blur to it that's good that's great that that's a great distinction again i'm very simple i i never learned how to take a 
pictures with a real camera, but there are people in your church that that have one and that you could really utilize them. And again, they they will probably get really excited about using their camera for God's purposes. So I think that's really cool. Okay, let's let's talk about two other things: um, uh, stories and reels. Whichever one you want to talk about first, but let's talk about the value of doing those uh, for Instagram for your church. Okay, so let's hit on stories. Um, okay. One of the things that churches don't utilize, and it is actually um, something that secular brands are starting to move into, is called user-generated content. I like to call it congregation-generated content for churches. And this is where you utilize your congregation to create content based on how they're experiencing church. Okay. So they're in the pews, they're hearing the sermon. You might have said something that really hit them. Encourage them to tweet this. Mm -hmm. uh, put it in your stories. Put it on Facebook. Now they're creating content that alleviates your team from having to do that. Your team can just see it, say, hey, tag us. We'll see it and then share it. As a story? As a story, as a tweet, okay. all that. That's awesome. Uh, okay, so you're actively encouraging people at church to take out their phone and take camera <laughs> pictures and tweet out something. Or, or That's awesome. That's very cool. Yeah. Because a lot of times, you know, people take notes and they love what the pastor says. You know, he might have said something uh, that's trendy or, you know, just really hit them in the heart and they write that quote down. I always encourage our congregation. Really, I encourage them through our bishop or our assistant pastor um, by coaching them to say, hey, stop, tweet this or, hey, pull out your phone and uh, write this down and post it on your Instagram. And then they say what they're going to say. So when they do that, the congregation's like, oh, my pastor wants me to put this out there. Sure. You know, I don't mind telling the world about this quote because it was a great quote. That, that's awesome because, I, again, this is where you're fully embracing them to be engaged in what you're talking about and what you're doing. Uh, and then they get it out there. Like, again, I think so many times pastors think, you know, limit the distractions. If there's a crying baby, get the baby out. You know, if there's a distraction here, but you're telling them, get out your phone right now and tweet this out. I, that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, our church, we literally um, are not afraid to be on our phones. In fact, our bishop and our assistant pastor, they are online with us on Sunday mornings. So they're in the chat, they're on their phones. Um, you know, when one is preaching and the other one's sitting in the congregation, they're on the phone, in the chat, on Facebook, and, uh, you know, wherever else, cheering the preacher on. Like, yeah, that was a good word. <laughs> and so it gives the online community a chance to kind of connect with the leadership. So I that, highly encourage that. That's awesome that your, your bishop and main leaders do that because... I still see, and, and you probably see this as well, there's a lot of ministry leaders, a lot of pastors who refuse to get on social media. Oh, it's too toxic. I can't be on. And I'm like, that's why we need to be on there. We need to shine the light of Jesus. We need to encourage people. And I love that your 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 leaders are in, actively engaged in social media. I think that's fantastic. Absolutely. And you know, with social media, people are more likely to try things when they hear it from their friends and their family. Mm. So if you want people to come to your church, instead of 
just, you know, telling your congregation, invite your friends and family to church, let them tweet out, let them take pictures. I encourage people, hey, take pictures of your Sunday outfit. We have some very fashionable people in our congregation. And so, uh, you know, I'm like, hey, take pictures and, and post Sunday's best and tag the church. And we like to share those things in our stories as well, you know, um, and take pictures of behind the scenes stuff. If you see something, take a photo, send it to me. I have the musicians. They're so funny. And I love our band. They're totally talented. Um, They set up their phones (laughs) where they're at. And so they're showing different views. So you have the bassist, he's playing, he's got his phone. You have the organist, he's got his phone. And they will send me clips of them playing. So I can share those to the stories and you just hear a little bit of the song, maybe like, I think Instagram has um, made the stories longer from like 15 seconds, to 30 seconds now. Mm-hmm. So you get about a 30 second clip in your stories and you're like, oh, the bass is playing really good. Like what song was this? It inspires people to go check out the service. That's awesome. And again, I like how you said this is congregationally generated uh, content again. One of the things that social media people have a problem with is, hey, what do I post? What do I share? What? And here, you've got people from your congregation sharing it to you. So all you have to do is just post it, post it up there. That's fantastic. Yeah, and they're also sharing it to their own profile, so their audience sees it. People that follow them sees it, and then we share it, and it actually motivates people when you do that because they feel valued. They feel. Um, like they're doing something for their church. Yeah, that's so awesome. definitely get into the generated content from your congregation. That's fantastic. And 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 stories. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. They're only up there for 24 hours. Correct. Yes. So you know that you can post a lot of stories up there, but just know that they disappear after 24 hours. Uh, so that's cool. Um, yeah. All right, let's go to reels then. Um, reels. Uh, it's it's their most recent thing right i mean it's been around for a little bit but it's it's the newest feature to instagram correct yes it is the tiktok of instagram so (laughs) and speaking of the correlation with stories here's a strategy and idea for you guys so even though stories expires after 24 hours um you can opt to have them archived to your profile So what you can do is you can download your stories after they've expired from the archives and create a reel. Oh, I never knew that. Yeah. So reels are 90 seconds long and your stories, depending on how long they are, you can mix uh, video and photo into your reels. So if you wanted to, you could do a Sunday recap and have different parts video, different parts uh, photo, See, this is what our Sunday looked like. This is what um, we have communion Sunday every first Sunday. So I like to try to highlight different parts of the communion service and put them into a short reel, maybe um, an audio of Bishop preaching uh, playing underneath it. That's awesome. Okay, so what what do you like about reels and what's the benefit of that for a church? So reels is all about reach. So since it's there, one thing about Instagram, when they have a new feature, um, they tend to put a lot of reach and visibility behind it. So if you use it, you're going to see more new people um, with that feature. And with Reels, um, churches can use it to do sermon clips. Um, 
I've cut up, you know, a six minute clip into 90 seconds. Don't ask me how I did it. (laughs) (laughs) But I just went to the best parts and I just pieced together parts and it worked out, thank God. Um, But, you know, those are the ways that you can highlight the sermon from Sunday. You can also highlight a teaching from Wednesday. Um, One of the preachers that I love is Mike Todd. And I actually have some friends that are part of his creative team at Transformation. And I bit off of a little bit of what they do. So, you know, he's teaching and they, they get that one good point. They always go for that real rich part of the sermon. And then they have the 90 seconds of it and then it's done. Then you're like, oh my God, that was so good. I want to go watch the whole sermon. So you can do it as a teaser. You can do it as a, use it as a recap. Another way to use it, which I have been encouraging um, and coaching various pastors is to do more personal reels where it's just them sitting in front of their phone and they're offering an encouragement or they're praying for people, praying for health, um, praying for finances, or they're offering um, a scripture of the day, a meditation for the day. That's awesome. And I will say our church for the past eight months or so, we've done these devotionals per day and we keep them between 60 seconds and 90 seconds. And that's gone really well. And I, because I think there's a, there's a, at least a, you know, a preconceived notion that everything that we had to do as a church video wise had to be really polished, really clean. It had to be perfect sound, everything, lighting, everything. And what, what I think the pandemic showed us was that, and this is my opinion, tell me what you think, but is that people just love, like people just sitting there talking and being real on their phones or they're on their beds making things and they're going viral, just sharing about real life stuff. Has that been your experience too? Absolutely. Um, You know, the statistics show that raw videos outrank polished professional videos by far. Um, one of my favorite accounts is Rev Chris on Instagram, and he's actually from London. Oh, wow. Yeah, he takes his phone on a walk with him every day, and he does a sermon in a minute. Wow. Yeah, so you're going for a walk, you're seeing the neighborhood behind him, and he's moving, and he's telling you about um, the prodigal son. He's telling you about um, Jesus feeds the 5,000 and how it relates to today's time in a 60 second reel. And he has blown up from doing that. Um, There's some other ones. uh, There's Lit for Prayer, who's also on Instagram. All he does is pray. Mm -hmm. Every day, about two or three times, he'll post a prayer video or he'll um, have a confession video that he puts up. And then there's my client. um, His name is Caleb Rowe. And he's from Louisiana. And we have been doing confession videos as well. Faith Confessions. Um, confessions over your mind, your health. And those videos have taken a lot of, um, they've just taken on a new life. And then he got married in the midst of us working together. And his wife is, you know, pastor's kid. He's also a pastor's kid. So they're kind of building their ministry online. And I told him, I said, you know what? It would be great if you guys did some prayers together. Mm -hmm. Their video of them praying for other newlyweds took off they got 15,000 views wow wow this simple prayer for newlyweds yeah so you know it there's definitely a lot that you can do with reels 
Okay, I'm going to ask you to send me after this uh, just some different different uh, people to follow to give us encouragement and inspiration. And I'll include that in the show notes for everybody listening so that they can be encouraged by that. Because again, I think when people think about making these reels or, or doing these things, that they have to be polished and they have to be perfect. And the reality is they don't. I mean, they just, people want to see real people be doing real stuff and they want to be encouraged. And I think that's what makes our faith, you know, our, if we have an authentic faith, we're sharing the highs and the lows because we know that following Jesus is not all peaches and cream, you know? I mean, it's hard. Exactly. And I mean, even Tom, like when you were saying that part, you know, about following Jesus has its high and lows, I'm sitting here like, that's a real right there. <laughs> that quick <laughs> 10, 20 seconds could, you know, literally touch people's hearts. And mm -hmm. so it's really as simple as that. You know, just sitting here talking about the life that we have to live in and the things that we need to do in our Christian walk, because people want to know about God mm -hmm. and they're looking and they're trying to figure out what is fasting? Where do I start in the Bible? You have a lot of new Christians online that you can minister to just by telling them, okay, hey, you just got saved. Awesome. That's great. Here's the first thing you should read in the Bible. Here's the first book that I would recommend. You can yeah. do stuff like that. That's awesome. That's really encouraging. Um, what? How would you encourage someone to get started on Instagram? You know, like, would you say, is, is there, what would you encourage if they're listening to us and like, okay, I'm ready to go. I'm ready. I've been putting this off. I'm ready to kind of go and do this. What? How would you encourage them? I would encourage them to just start and tweak along the way. Okay. Don't worry about being perfect out the gate. You know, you might look back a year from now and go, oh my God, I can't believe <laughs> I put it out there. <laughs> I've done that, I've done that. But it's okay because at least once you get started, then you know that you can have something to look back to. I also would encourage you to find three to five people that align with your personality on Instagram. Um, and look at what they're doing and just kind of take notes. I have this uh, little uh, method called copy the right cat. Yeah. Where, <laughs> so it's okay to be a copycat to a degree. You want to add your own flair to it, but you want to make sure you're copying the right cat because the way Instagram works, they align your content with others. So for instance, with uh, Caleb, we looked at several people um, that were similar in tone personality and their message and so I looked at what they were doing I saw okay it's getting thousands of views on this type of content and so I began to coach Caleb into doing um you know a certain type of content even having his camera like right here uh you know or on the side and what happened was Instagram started recommending his profile and his videos alongside this popular person oh wow that's how their algorithms work so you watch the popular person's video and then Instagram's like oh hey you watch this video you like him try this person over here you might like him too because he's similar that is cool yes dang i didn't even think about that but that is very very cool how that works out like that mm -hmm. so it's always good to align yourself with you know the popular people and then that's how you get your account to grow. 
That's awesome. Okay, this has been fantastic. And I, I could do, do a deep dive into a lot of the things you've shared. We're going to have to hold out for another time because I definitely need to have you back on and talk about this stuff. But as we kind of wrap up, how would you encourage someone right now just with, with Instagram? You talked about how to get started and whatnot, but how else, any final thoughts on, on that? I would say, you know, keep going, um, keep studying. There are so many different uh, trends that are coming out with Instagram. So always keep your ear to what's happening. You can follow people um, like Nikki Saunders, who is great with telling uh, what's happening with Instagram. Um, you can also follow Social Media Examiner, which mm. is a great resource yeah. for those types of things. And just try the new stuff. Always go for the new features because Instagram loves when you try their new features. They're going to bump you up. They're going to give you more visibility. So definitely when you see something new, keep using it. And also too, if you found yourself plateaued, you're like, man, Jen, I was getting some good traction. My reach was growing and now it's just flatline. Don't stop. Tweak your method, tweak your presentation a little bit. Look at what other people are doing and kind of take note from them. But please, please, please do not stop. It'll get better. That is awesome. Okay, let, let me uh, ask this question. I just thought of this as you were kind of saying, you triggered something in my mind. Should churches do what's trending? The, what's trending on like, if there's a trending sound or if there's a trending dance or something, should they do, should they do that? Um, yeah, if they can adapt it to their culture and message, you know, you don't want to get too far out there and uh, put out a twerk video. <laughs> 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 that won't go well <laughs> that won't translate well but you know there are challenges where you can uh get in on and just use it for um you know to the glory of god that's awesome that's great well this has been encouraging to me i actually have a renewed inspiration now for instagram after talking to you um jen how can people find you or is there anything that you'd like to direct them to, to uh before we get off um, of course, you guys can find me on Instagram at Jen Janelle, J-E-N-J-A-N-E-L-L. And also uh, my website, geneticmarketing.com. We're still under construction, but you can send me an email through there. And uh, Facebook at Genetic Marketing as well. I am on Twitter. Now, Tom, I'm going to have to pick your brain on Twitter because that's not my <laughs> I love Twitter. I do love Twitter. So. so, yeah, I'm trying to get in the groove on that. And um, TikTok, I'm finally jumping on there too, at Jen Janelle as well. Of course, Exponential Conference, for those of you that are attending, I would love to see you at the networking lunch on March 8th. That's awesome. Well, I hope people connect with you a lot. You, you This was great. I, I loved having you on and I am going to have to have you back on, talk about Instagram or something else. I mean, so again, with your marketing expertise, I would love to pick your brain on that as well. So Jen, thanks for joining me today. I really appreciate it. Yes, it's been an honor and a pleasure, Tom. It was great having Jennifer on. Again, I was just, I really was. I was inspired to do Instagram more effectively for our church. And actually for me, as a digital missionary, I was encouraged with the different opportunities I have to reach more people for Christ. But I'm curious for you, what stood out to you? What encouraged you? What challenged you? What ideas do you have going on? Hit me up on Twitter. Hit up Jen on Twitter as well. She's on Twitter. 
even though she's more in Instagram. She's on Twitter, and she would love to talk to you a little bit more as well. So hit us both up. Tag me, T.A. Pounder, and her. Her links are in the show notes, so tag us. We would love to talk to you and carry this conversation on a little bit more online because, again, Instagram is a very popular social media platform. There's lots of people on there. Let's reach people for Jesus and see what happens. So let's, again, continue this conversation online a little bit more. All right, heroes, well, thanks so much for being with me today. Thanks for joining me. As always, if you enjoyed the podcast, go and subscribe to it. It's on YouTube. It's on Apple. It's on Google. It's on all the different platforms, and I would love for you to subscribe to it, whatever you know, podcast hosts you tend to listen to. All right, heroes, well, I hope you have a great rest of your day, a great rest of your week, and until next time, have a great one.